Is that our panel sponsor, Kombucha? This is a different one. This is Health Aid Kombucha. <laughs> nice. This is pomegranate. Mmm. Ooh. Welcome back to X Minutes. My name is Brian. I'm Wolf. And I'm really taking my time with this popsicle, so I'm going to do the same thing I did to Christian when I filmed the minutes and say, Wolf, finish the intro. <laughs> uh, welcome to the X Minutes podcast, the longest running franchise out of reboot. I think that net. You did Crap. so much better than Christian. <laughs> <laughs> I forget what episode I did that to him in, but I did it this I recorded them all the same day. And this is the podcast that breaks down the longest running single continuity superhero franchise without a reboot at the time of filming X-Men. And we're yes. in the fifty-third minute of X-Men. Wolf, what happened? Did you get Magneto now? Did not get Magneto. <laughs> I was let down. But uh I got something else good though, so starts off with um, the train is still moving. It cuts to the train station and Cyclops is looking at the destination board for departures and arrivals trying to figure out which train was on. Did they ever specify where she was going for him to be looking at them? No, they just knew that she was at the train station because of what Xavier told them. Xavier obviously hasn't been back to keep tracking her because Mystique snuck in. I'm guessing Wolverine just found her by scent, actually. I didn't consider oh, damn. that. That's, yeah, because he just shows up. He's like, hey, what's up? This seat taken? Yeah. <laughs> um, you come here often? You're doing a lot of Sean Connery impressions because of the Bond, That's good. Bond podcast. That's good. That's real good. <laughs> Loved me some Bond. Oh, dude, and at, at around four seconds, Cyclops is standing next to this child, his mother, and uh, look at each other. And at around seven seconds, the child smiles at, at Cyclops. And then immediately after, Cyclops smiles at the child. The mother notices and immediately pulls her child away from this grown man who's smiling at him. Never understood why Kit smiled. Maybe because his, his glasses or his yeah. goggle things look so weird. Oh, yeah. that's that's how I took it. And I don't even think that the mother was reacting to like dude smiling at my kid, but dude with weird headgear is smiling at my kid. Yeah, looking awfully shady. Which um, is ironic since he clearly left the shades in the car. <laughs> <laughs> but um uh if you go to uh 13 seconds this is a pretty cool shot is um out in the foreground there is a train station clock in the background you know what time that is is that seven o'clock is that seven yeah i mean it could be seven or six thirty-five, but i'm pretty sure that the longer hand is on the six so wait no 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 oh so it would be seven thirty I bet yeah mm-hmm. wonder if it's like has any meaning maybe maybe not immediately we cut to Storm she is pleading with the is it Ticketmaster or whoever she's kind of uh, let's not shout out Ticketmaster a horrible organization that will gouge you for your ticket prices <laughs> always go to the box office if you're in the area because it's going right. to be cheap as fuck they almost charged me $200 for two Disney on Ice tickets when in reality they were like 20 bucks a piece um, Jeez. so yeah she's describing Rogue to mm-hmm. the ticket guy which doesn't really make much sense you'd think the ticket guy would be like yeah just go to security and then they'll be able to help you or like I think 
in real life, the ticket guy would be like, this is New York City. There has literally been 10 million people through here in the past 15 seconds. There's absolutely no way I'm going to be able to find this child that you have claimed a loss. But uh, he's looking at her as if he's like, uh, yeah, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, uh, if but it then, had gone on, I'm sure he'd be like, uh-huh, yeah, so you still need to help security or talk to security <laughs> so they can check out the cameras because I got nothing for you. Like, really good part is exactly at 20 seconds, you see figure, you can't see the head, but you can see his arm. He's grabbing the uh, left arm of the gentleman right behind Storm. And immediately after that, he throws this man so fucking hard off camera into a <laughs> storm. I just, I find that so, I like, I find that so fascinating as I've always wanted to write a film about the people in movies who get like screwed up by like villains or who like, you know, in, like the lost world, like, um, people in the video store who were like attacked. Like, I wonder what their day was like leading up to that. <laughs> But uh, what, what would you call it? Like collateral damage, uh, casualties. <laughs> yeah, right. Wrong place, wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> and he throws the guy out of the way. Super hurt. All right, that dude is screwed up. <laughs> After he throws the guy out of the way, at around twenty-four seconds, Abertooth grabs Storm by the neck. And at twenty-four seconds, we cut to that famous shot used in a lot of films, indicates someone being choked off the ground, the feet dangling up, and he pulls her closer to him by the by her neck, and he says, uh, what does he say? Dream for me. So, yeah. I don't know. Not only that, I gotta, because I'm paying attention to the feet now, mm -hmm. she looks over her shoulder based on the guy's reaction, the ticket guy's reaction, and she's yeah. still mostly turned away from him. So, when he picks her up and we see those shoes, the shoes actually rotate. Like, the feet rotate around. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, he's turning her around face him. Yeah. Wow. And, like, the whole scream for me thing, to me, like, a call for help. He wants to attract you know, Logan and Scott or, or whoever is with Storm. He wants to attract them to for this fight that, that, uh, that he wants to happen. Or he's just really weird and he's into having chicks scream for him. Um, oh, let's yeah, hope it's first one yeah. and <laughs> not only that but when he slams her against that glass yeah he breaks the glass with her head yeah i think that's really cool when they do that in films i think the one that really shocked me what i was watching the dark knight in theaters and when batman like smashed the joker's head against the uh, interrogation uh two-way uh mirror or whatever it was like it was just there was no cut away it was just boom did it crack uh, the glass yeah. What? I never noticed. Dude, it's it's fucked up. The fact that the Joker is just laughing the whole time made it that much better. But I always love that effect of just like, boom. Like, like uh, not breaking glass with someone's head, but just like cracking it. Because you know person felt it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So, Scott turns around after this. He sees the distance at the ticket window, arm being choked by Sabretooth. So, this is a really cool shot at around 38. See Scott bringing into action to save uh, Storm, but in the back right corner, see Ode creepily scaling the wall. 
He's planning something. Yeah, what was the mission statement for this mission? Like, Magneto was just like, be the most mutant that you could. Just be the most. Make everyone as scared as possible. Be the most. So that ultimately, when we make the world leaders mutants, they won't actually be able to do anything to help us. They'll all just be crucified by their people and overrun, and, you know, nothing actually positive will be happening at all. (laughs) Yes. Like, like, it's, uh, it's I just know chaos. he's like a bastard, but like Magneto's trying to change the world leaders into mutants so that they actually change things on a fundamental level and mm-hmm. help everybody. Like, um, yeah, at around 41 seconds, it's kind of a cool shot. It's Toad on the ceiling. And he's slightly above Scott. Yeah. When Scott goes to zap Sabretooth, Toad uses his giant wicked tongue to snatch Scott's goggles off of his head, causing his powers to completely 